Hey guys, and welcome to the Poland Technology Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder. Being a technology leader myself in Poland, I often get asked about technology here, be it technology trends, how to access Polish tech talent to build and support applications, or how can we sell our tech or service in Poland. Therefore, I created this podcast, which is targeted at tech leaders who want to learn more about Polish tech. We will interview the people who've gone through these experiences and learn from their success as well as failures. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Poland Technology Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Mal Gozata, who is the founder of Agile PMO. We're going to talk about women in technology in Poland and leadership and how it's evolving here. Welcome to the show, Gosia. Hello. Hello, everyone. Maybe you could just, just to clarify, because I, I introduced you as Mal Gozata, but I then called you Gosia. Could you get us quickly, maybe for our audience, because a lot of people I know outside of Poland get confused with people with like two different names. Yes, we've got, that's the same name, just uh, uh, we have a few versions. So uh, I very often use Małgosia, and then the shortest version is Gosia. But sometimes it's Goshka as well. Some people use Małgosia, Małgonia. So you can make uh, quite a few versions of one name. That's Fantastic. Poland. That's Polish, yeah? So yeah, be creative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Listen, I always start by, could you just tell us a bit about your career and how you ended up where you are today, Gosia, please? Okay, so um, some people are aware, some not, but I have a Master in Science degree in Oceanography. So I'm a marine biologist by background. Wow. That's quite actually interesting. Yeah. As a university student, uh, I realized my energy didn't allow to be locked in a laboratory. So I decided to go to London and I wanted to discover the world and learn more useful stuff from me. To be honest, I discovered myself, learned English and open to diversity. And that's the skills I use currently as well. Very useful for me. After three years, I came back to Poland and started working for Ericsson. That was really meaningful and purposeful time because we built the first mobile network in Poland. It was wow. the late 90s. We didn't have a mobile phones that time. And I actually, for three Amazing. years, were using them in the UK. So, so quite exciting time. And in Ericsson, I found my first project. I always actually say, project managers are proactive. So that was quite actually interesting. And I fell in love in project management. But to be honest, I fell in love in working with people. That's my passion, creating really efficient, self-organized teams, which is not uh, quite easy. It's very challenging to actually develop a self-organized team. I can understand that completely. Self-managed sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. self-managed. Yes, yes. Until organization, we have self-managed teams. And then you have also trying to create a diverse team, which even can be quite challenging also. Exactly. Five years later, I moved to a production company joining R&D department. Okay. Uh, where I was responsible for electronic equipment design and production implementation projects. And I set up PMO, project management office there as well. 
Finally, I was responsible for organization change program as well, which was quite successful. And wow. after five years, again, I moved to Reuters that time. Okay. Thomson's Reuters nowadays. Yes. I was actually assigned to move 800 people to Poland from different countries. So that was a transition project. Oh, wow. One of the first in Poland, because now we've got quite a few, quite a lot, I can say, uh, shared services, BPO services centers in Poland. Now it's quite popular. But that time, that was in 2006, 2007, that was the first, one of the first companies to move to Poland. So very exciting time. That must have been a challenging project. That was a challenging project, but I learned a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was quite confidential. Yeah. For some people, it was losing jobs. Yes. Yeah, so. mm, that's difficult. How did you manage that? Actually, just as a good question, because that's something I often get asked. You know, we are moving jobs from one location to another. How do you manage the existing location in terms of do you do the big bang approach, move everyone together, or do you do it step by step? I what think they, yeah, we did. That was like more like side projects. So okay. we are creating the same teams as uh, we had in Tiverton in UK. So that was like, uh, so the teams were helping each other. But then the good thing about the, uh, the transition was that in 2007, two big companies on the market, Thomson Financial and Reuters, decided mm. to merge. So there were three competitors, were Bloomberg on, at that time, Thomson okay. Financial and Reuters. So two of them were decided to merge. And that was just before the crisis in 2008. Wow. So it helped with the transition because there were plenty of opportunities mm. because consolidation, it's a huge initiative to consolidate two huge companies. That's why I think it helped a lot that people didn't uh, lose the job okay. Okay. much. Yeah, they could actually uh, move to other departments. Yeah, but how about, you know, yeah, people just jump, you know, sometimes when this people hear that the company is moving, they might leave early. And then probably the company gets into challenges because they don't have the knowledge or the expertise between the transition period. How did you manage yeah, that? That's the, the, the scope of the project to yeah. manage it. Yeah. To yeah. plan it, to plan the transition plan. Uh, I mean, activities. So yeah, we plan the training. Some people spent uh, quite a few months, weeks sometimes in Tiverton. So okay. we prepared them. So there was usually, it used to be about six up to one year to complete the transition. Right, to okay. reach the targets, the quality targets uh, we set. Yeah. So that was quite complex project or program even. It took a few years because wow. it was 800 staff. So we did it team by team. Wow, okay, very interesting. Okay, sorry, go, go on. I'm, I'm, I'm just going it off the subject. Other projects as well, uh, working for Ericsson. So there was like uh, uh, infrastructure mi- migration, uh, software upgrades. And finally, uh, we implemented Scrum and Agile philosophy in our department. So I had quite a lot of experience using different approaches, different mindsets as well. So, and that was time I decided in 2013 to found my company, Agile PMO. So that's how it was actually created. Uh, came from passion, had a lot of passion to do what we love. Yeah. And project management was uh, one of our passions, but mainly working with teams globally, yeah, virtually as well. 
So I've been doing the working with dispersed teams for many years, like 15 years now. So for me, it's not a challenge, but for many people in Poland, it's really a challenge nowadays to okay. go virtual, to go online. Why is that? I mean, you, you really mentioned Poland there. Why would you say that is? Because uh, it's not a norm. Of course, there are a lot of global organizations, but still uh, the challenge is the trust. Yeah. We don't trust each other. I don't know if you're aware of numbers, but we are in the end in Europe. Uh, last, sometimes we swap the last place with Bulgaria. Wow. Yeah, so that's a challenge. Uh, if you don't trust people, it's very difficult to create an efficient virtual team yeah, mm. because you need to really trust. Trust is the glue of the team. That's the yeah. heart of the team. And that's the foundation of collaboration. So that's the main challenge we have here in Poland. And people now, I, what I've noticed, they give tips and tricks how to organize the office, the virtual office. So they give a lot of technical tips, mm. but the main challenge is trust. Yeah. And it's very difficult to build trust online. So it's a pity they didn't think about this offline, making yeah. deep relationships with people, openness, trust. These are the values important for collaboration. Completely agree with you. I mean, I, I believe, I mean, you can't trust the people working with you. I mean, you shouldn't have those people on your team, you know? Exactly. How do you, then how do you help build that trust? Just as to give us some idea on that. It's uh, mainly uh, creating the, that's what we teach uh, as a part of our business. It's building relationships. We actually share some practices, how to build deep relationships because getting known each other that's very crucial because otherwise we wear masks we pretend to be someone else but to actually tell the story i don't know if you know brenda brown she talks uh, she's the expert uh, courage expert or vulnerability expert so there's a definition she gave about courage courage comes from core and that's the heart uh, from latin so to be courageous uh, means that you can tell your story with your whole heart. So you are not hiding anything. So you can check if you have trust in your team. People don't lie. They tell the truth and they can tell everything about themselves. They're not afraid. We call it about, we call it the psychological safety and it's proven. Google proved it. Actually, there are many researches on the team's collaboration and the, this uh, psychological safety is the most important. So people feel safe. They can be transparent and open. They can talk what they think. They are courageous enough to tell the truth. So that's the most important. Getting to know each other first and support each other and share the values. Create yeah. the, the kind of team norms, team charter or the contract, whatever you call it, and start from the values, because that the values are the most important. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It goes back again to the whole culture, and what are the values of the organization and working towards such values. So this is the focus of your company now, is it helping companies manage, build this in their teams, and help them with in terms of agile transformation. Is that my understanding? 
Exactly, exactly. That we help the companies to move to agile transformations or transition transformations. It doesn't need to be agile, but to become flexible, more adaptable. Nowadays, it's very crucial that you can change quicker than the competition and better than the competition. And especially now. Yeah, but I, I can only imagine. I mean, you have to have it now, really, don't you? You have to be able to adjust quickly. Everything that everyone is demanding, everything immediately in terms of cost of board, services, you know, whatever you think about it. You want change yeah. to happen quickly and you have to be keep up with it, which is a very interesting topic. But so, so I understand then is that um, you're doing a lot of work with, I mean, women in leadership and also exactly. you know, the whole space of women in tech. And it'd be great if you could talk, about, you know, about this space and how it's evolving, please. Yeah, we can start from, uh, because uh, we're quite successful, Polish people, as quite successful in technology. And there's a research showing that Polish kids, even they haven't started their education, more than 50% are capable in maths. So they are quite talented in maths. And then like one in four present a high level of such talents. Um, however, the teaching system leaves much to be desired. But we still take uh, eight position in Europe. So can you imagine if you could have the Scandinavian educational system, what we could achieve? So it's not bad, but could be much better. We've got potentials. What I've noticed and the research actually uh, show as well, girls and boys have the same talents in maths and physics. So boys are not better. Sometimes I can see that girls are even better, but Generally, they are equal. There's no difference between the capabilities in maths, for example. The challenge is uh, the stereotyping that boys okay. are better. Uh, okay. And that's actually uh, really, uh, we pay quite a lot of cost of it because both teachers and parents believe that boys are better and they actually don't expect to find mathematical talents in their daughters and schoolgirls. So this actually, these uh, girls believe that they are weak in maths as well. Another um, challenge we have with this stereotype that boys are better, that we actually don't have women in science. So uh, it's about one in five computer engineering graduates are women. So only one in five. That means 20%. Wow. Yeah, very little. If we talked about students, for example, uh, in Poland, 58% of students are women. I don't know if wow. you can guess how many women study at uh, polytechnics, technical universities. 30%. 38. 38, wow. Six. 36, sorry. Exactly, 36. So 36 of the... Yeah. And in IT? 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 Uh, well, based on the stats you give me, uh, maybe 25%? 14.6. My goodness. Wow. So that's a challenge. That's stereotyping. And I can share my story as well. Actually, I was quite good in maths and physics. Um, I did the A-levels uh, in maths and physics. I mean, in maths. So the program I completed was uh, actually on higher level. But no one encouraged me to, uh, to go to polytechnics. No one supported, no one talked. That time, that was even now, although 
it has changed. And there are a lot of programs created to support girls to go to polytechnics and a lot of mentoring programs as well. And so more and more girls go to polytechnics. Still 14.6% in IT. Yeah, it's too small. It's too small. And if uh, we have the average A, uh, when we take the average age of women in IT, maybe you guess? I would say young, 25. 29. 29, wow. 29, yeah. So, so they're quite young. So it, it's changing, yeah. We can notice the change and we can notice the support of uh, young women to study technology and then study technology, but to start working in technology as well, because it's quite challenging as well because of the stereotyping. I've talked to many girls, young girls, the graduates or the women who just started working with men. Still, it's, uh, it's one up, uh, out of four. So it's only 20, 25% in, in IT. Sometimes they told me it's like 10, 10 men, one, one woman. Mm. So it's quite challenging. They can, they need to prove that they are better than them all the time. That's what they told me. And is there other countries that are doing better at this? I mean, and how are they doing better at this? I mean, in terms of getting women, because all the countries are facing the same problems. And maybe, I don't know, we can go into how you're helping organizations get more women into tech, but um, have you any stats around that or information on that place? I think I haven't checked the data. Um, I think uh, there is like uh, uh, more support. The challenge in Poland is the courage as well, um, the shame as well. Um, people are f- afraid, especially women, they're afraid. So uh, they, um, it's comparing to men, uh, there are, for example, 10 requirements. So if a woman actually doesn't meet one, she doesn't apply. And the man, if she meet, he meets one, he applies. Yeah. So that's the challenge we've got. So that's what we do. There are a lot of communities supporting women. So like uh, women in technology, it's not very, I can say, active now in Poland. It's very active in Europe and in the world. There's a Women in Technology Summit. We have a Women in Tech Summit created by Perspective, and there is a huge mentoring program to support young women in technology. And so I attended uh, this event uh, last, I mean, two years ago. That was the first event. It was really huge. And the second one was last year ago. There are like, I'm supporting uh, Technologia Sputnice. That means technology in SCART. I'm a mentor then. Cool. And also, we built uh, Gig Girls Carrots. You probably know. Uh, yes, yes. We work with them. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They do a lot of researches and they do events as well. They support women in technology here in Poland as well. And uh, our leadership academy, Agile Leadership Academy, we support women as well. It's not only for uh, women in technology, it's general for women. But what we do, uh, we support to discover themselves. So we actually help them uh, to build this courage, to build the self-confidence. So we started from discovering ourselves. Uh, we actually collaborate. Uh, my friend uh, who works on this program, she's a psychologist. Uh, so we, we support them, first of all, 
in discovering themselves, finding the talents, the values. So then later on, building self-confidence, they can create the environment according to the values. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> no, that, that, that sounds brilliant. I mean, we need that. We need more organizations like this and more support like this. How about some then? There must be there is some great success stories, though, of women in leadership and in tech in Poland. Uh, maybe could we talk about some of those stories? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. So uh, quite a, uh, a few uh, girls, actually women, gave us feedback that, uh, for example, I can share one story. Right. Um, the lady was afraid because usually afraid, if you go to a leadership program, uh, you might be afraid that uh, someone wants to shape you. So when we talk about agility, for example, someone might want you to be agile. And if you don't understand what agile and agility means, uh, you might be a bit afraid. So she was very surprised that we discovered together who she is and then supported her to create the environment to choose the environment, to choose the place she worked, to choose the people she worked with according to her beliefs, values, and based on her talents. So that's uh, the most important. We don't shape, we just support. And I always say, doesn't matter if you want to be agile team, just jump on the way. Leadership, development, that's a way. That's a journey. It's not a destination. So, of course, we've got some values like when we talk about agile and agility, we talk about openness, we call, talk about focus, respect, commitment. These are values we support. It's a kind of collaboration, trust. But then you decide where you are now and then actually plan your journey, plan your way. And maybe you reach agility or agile in that definition, but it doesn't matter. The most important is to jump on the journey yeah. and to develop and to have the direction. And you can, of course, change the direction. Open your mind. That's the most important. And that's the most challenging. And you can see it now. People actually find a lot of reasons why not to actually change or why not to adapt. And they have no choice. We are stuck at homes now. Yeah, because of the, uh, of course, the current situation. Exactly. So just open your mind and listen to different perspectives. And I think that's a challenge for technology industry as well, the, uh, especially for men. That's why we started from women, helping women, because they, they don't understand that they can learn from different industries, that IT can learn from HR, for example, or marketing or events and the other way around. That's uh, my challenge at different training. So always when I give, I try to give different examples because I'm not an engineer by background, but of course I've got a lot of experience from IT, but I've got also experience from production. Nowadays, I've got a lot of experience from education, training. I've got also uh, the experience because I'm a volunteer as well. Uh, so I work with educators, with teachers. I work with kids as well, so, so I've got quite a lot of different experience and I use them 
And sometimes I keep an example. So they actually stopped me. We are from a different industry. Recently, I had a group from pharmaceutical uh, industry. And I gave an example from IT. And they stopped me. One person stopped me. Don't give me such examples. I want to hear examples only from our industry. And it doesn't work like Crazy, that. Yeah. Open your mind. Be more yeah. creative. Learn from other industries. Because it doesn't matter. Your industry is special. Other industry is special. All industries are special. That's why we can actually learn from each other. Completely. I mean, even me, I started off in finance and then ended up, ended up in technology. But it's, uh, when I look back now, it's fantastic to have that finance experience and to bring that value into the tech space. But how about biologists? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> how could these companies help get more women then into tech? Just uh, support the women, create more communities. Start from the basics, from the learning, uh, finding out. I think that's a challenge to understand that it's not important what you have. The most important is who you are. And that's the challenge in Poland as well. Because women, I've got some statistics. Women, there, there was a report done in 2018 by a scientist, Marta Maikshak, okay. uh, and was published in uh, High Hills, uh, the Soki Optasis magazine. That's the Soki Optasis published name. And the study shows that uh, only 48% women work for profit. And in this age 25, the research shows uh, that uh, 48 women don't work for profit and 54 in the age 25, 34. And they actually value relationships and family over the career. And 75% women, the goal is to make other people happy. Okay. And they don't understand that the time has changed and we've got different environment. Uh, and they, they don't need to climb the career ladder now. They can actually use the skills they've got, and they've got a lot of empathy, emotional intelligence. They are very collaborative. Even intuition helps. There is a research report done by the organization uh, call. So, and they are not able to meet these expectations. So, uh, the women need to be perfect in every aspect of life. So, as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a coworker. And we cannot really, we are not really able to meet these expectations. So uh, that's, that's like a pattern of super women. And we are also encouraging to change the order. So instead of the thinking about the success, think about yourself. Think about happiness. Be happy. Live good and happy life. And then you will be successful. Success will come if you are happy, if you find your values and you leave your values, the success will come. So that's changing the orders, help. And again, the skills, competences we have as women because of our role in a society help us a lot now. We talk about a servant leadership. And I just share a story. I send the via character. So um, people interested can do via character 
tests. It's free and it's quite good. So I shared this uh, test with one of my friends and she's a mother and she actually responded with the result and summarized it. Oh, a mother. So she actually summarized what results as good for mothers. And I responded, a servant leader, because it's exactly what you need to be a good mom. You need to be a servant supportive leader. And we have now times for servant leaders to create this environment where people feel safe, where people can trust each other, can and collaborate lead, rather. Yeah. And lead people, you know, get on with it, let them make mistakes, learn from those mistakes. And exactly. Encourage, that, that's, encouragement. That's a part of trust as well. Yeah. You can make mistakes in this yeah. psychological safety environment. You can make mistakes. You can really, you don't blame each other. You can rely on each other. That's the most important. And women with the competence that they have, with the skills they have, uh, they are great at it. So nowadays, we have really times for women. Yeah, fantastic. You know what? I don't know if you saw it this week, but um, the Forbes list under 30 with one Polish woman on it, Alexandra Pedraskasker. She's the co-founder of Vivid Q Company. And she made the Forbes list, which I thought was fantastic to see. And from Poland also, which is awesome. Do you see a lot more now Polish female entrepreneurs now and younger people starting their own businesses? Quite a lot. Uh, there was um, the report, uh, uh, there's a report from last year, Strong Women in IT. And it was uh, done by Cam Creations Group. And they interviewed, they have chosen and interviewed 120 women. Most of them, some of them were from, from global companies, from corporate companies, but quite a lot from startups, from small, small companies or entrepreneurs. So yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. You can read a short version in English as well, but there's full version in Polish. You can download it. And that was actually, they asked a few questions about what, for example, one of them was what helps women to be successful in technology. So that was empathy. There was female intuition as well. And a lot of people laugh at it. <laughs> and they really undermine these qualities like intuition, empathy. Nowadays, the successful companies, they use nonviolent communication, the empathical communication. So we talk facts. We talk emotions. Very often still... Even one guy during the training that was for, for construction people, he said, I've never talked about emotions at work, never in my life. Wow. And yeah, you can true. talk, you can show your emotions because we are human beings. You don't need to leave the emotions yeah, outside. It comes back office, again to yeah. values and honesty and. Exactly. So still, it needs to be changed. The mindset needs to be changed. But women don't believe in it. And men don't support women in it. So the servant leadership, that's the time for servant leadership, for this supportive, collaborative environment. Yeah, very interesting. And so where, where I mean, where, 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 I mean, obviously it's evolved an awful lot over the last 20 years, as you've seen yourself. So, I mean, and it's improved quite a lot. Where is it? What's the future here? Where is it going to in terms of Poland? Hopefully 50 men and 50 uh, <laughs> women. I believe in diversity. Yeah. Um, I think we, uh, we have no choice to collaborate. That's the best idea. 
that's the way diversity is creative and innovative. Yeah? So I hope we have more women in technology. I hope we have more women in boards as well, because uh, there's only 13 women board in Poland. 30% of uh, board's members are women. And in globally, it's 17. So we have quite a lot of to do. And it has changed. The uh, research was done in November. Okay. So it has changed globally by 1.9%. So it's getting better. And earning as well, we earn less. So especially in higher position. As a manager, it's we earn 75% percent of the men salary in project management the difference it's not so huge this is uh, project management is dominated by men as well it's about 30 percent of project managers are women only so still 70 percent are men so we earn 90 percent of men's salary so it's not bad comparing to for example the manager so so yeah work together make a difference support women and for especially better for women as well to support each other because women they do not support each other very often compete instead of using what they have the values the talents they have the skills they have competences they want to actually be a man and they try to pretend and they use they try to behave as men instead of actually finding out what they have and use what they have, build on it. That's crucial that we build on our talents. That's a part of intrinsic motivation that we can actually go to the mastery. We can achieve the mastery, but we can achieve mastery when we actually use our talents. Wow. We are fantastic insights, Gosha. Really, really interesting conversation today. And we are, I mean, even at Apps Talent, we are trying to do much we can to help women. I mean, even, my head of IT operations, women with a lot of women in, in the leadership uh, side of the business. Uh, fantastic. Adding such great value to the organization and attention to detail. Far superior to what I, any attention to detail that I have, to be honest with you. But really, thank you for your insights today. I mean, if people want to reach out to you and talk to you, how can they get in contact with you? They can contact me through uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube channel. So we've got uh, the channel on leadership. Okay. Leadership. Of course, uh, through email. So this is my name, malgorzata.kusek at agipmo.pl. Fantastic. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put those links when I do the post up uh, on the podcast. And listen, thank you for your time today and great chat with you. Can I have a message for women? Of a course. Final message. Final message. No. <laughs> final message for women. Be brave, discover yourself, believe your values and support other women. Fantastic. Thank you, Gosha. Yeah, really thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot.